Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Vicki Duval. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of The Sideline. Today I want to go back in time a little bit and talk about some of my favorite places that I've traveled to for tournaments as well as just being a tourist. And I feel like before I start the episode, I just want to say I'm outside on my balcony. <laughs> I feel like a lot of times I start my episode like this and say sorry for the geese in the background, but yeah, sometimes they just go a little bit insane. But With each passing week in quarantine, I definitely feel like the cabin fever is a little bit more intense and I've kind of found myself reminiscing about the good old days and a couple moments when life seemed a little bit more normal, I could say. Um, Usually what happens when I'm at tournaments is that I don't really have time to visit wherever I am. And I think I can speak for a lot of tennis players when I say... When you lose, you just kind of want to leave wherever you are, you know, and a lot of the reasons we don't get to visit is that we either have to fly to the next tournament right away or um, we have to go back to training or whatever else we may have to do. But in these instances, the two cities that I'm going to talk about today, I did get to visit and my mom is involved in both of these story times, which is always exciting. And yeah, I have a lot of places that I could talk about on my imaginary list of my favorite destinations. But for the sake of you not having to hear me ramble for ages, I'll give you two of my favorite cities and I'll give you a little story time for each. And I think in future episodes, I can definitely talk about some of my other favorite places. Before we begin, you know the drill, I'm going to give you my song of the week, which is called Falling Back by the artist Roosevelt. This is definitely most of the genre that I listen to, kind of like vibey indie kind of music. And what I do is I usually post a little dance video every week with the song title. So if you want to check that out, head over to my Instagram at Vicky underscore Duval 95. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Okay, so the first city that I'm going to talk about is Sydney, Australia. One thing I never realized is that there's actually, I think, a little bit of a rivalry between Melbourne and Sydney for, like, the better city, which I guess could be a little bit of a situation of L.A. and San Diego, 
which I don't even know if they're rivals, but those are my two favorite cities in California, so maybe they are. Uh, but I realized this when I got to Melbourne to play at the Australian Open, and I remember some people just like giving me side eye when I would talk about how much I love Sydney. And then I think I overheard someone saying like, no, Melbourne is better than Sydney. And I'm over here in my head like, no, Sydney's better. <laughs> uh, but I started my Aussie trip in Brisbane and then I went to Sydney and then Melbourne. And Sydney was my favorite place for a couple reasons. It just felt super laid back and urban. And I'm very much into the art scene. And one thing that my mom and I did quite a bit when we were there we definitely went to um, a lot of like the murals that are in Sydney and there's just a lot of different cool things to do and one of my absolute favorite memories from the trip was that I met a super cool fan at the tournament who I'm still friends with and he's a makeup artist and yeah it was just a really cool trip and I specifically remember my mom and I being obsessed with these meat pies and there was a little bakery across the street from the hotel that we were staying at for the tournament. And it was the best. Oh God, it was the best. We talk about pies at like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I mean, honestly, by the end of the trip, it absolutely became a full-blown addiction. And yeah, the pies were just like, uh, they had some beef ones. I don't remember which one mom got, but I always got like the chicken one. There was like a little seafood one as well. And by the end of the trip, we were definitely on first name basis with everybody because we were in there so much. And the day that we got to visit the Sydney Opera House was honestly one of my favorite days. It's still to this day one of my favorite memories. And if you don't know, the Sydney Opera House sits on the Sydney Harbor and the view is absolutely incredible. It has a really interesting architecture like very geometric funky looking <laughs> like it looks like it could fly away in the middle of a play no problem um yeah like if you google it the thing just kind of looks like it has wings and it's really interesting looking but it's so cool and we were pretty lucky we went on a really nice day when it wasn't too hot out which is definitely a luxury in australia because the temperatures are always pretty tough there and we got to see the inside for a hot sec, which was kind of weird because we were walking pretty much into an empty opera house. Like there was nothing really going on and uh, there were a couple tours. Only a handful of people walked in there. Um, and while we were walking around, I was like, it's just so empty and quiet in here. And I was like, I'm gonna give my mom a quick show and pretend like I'm an opera singer and we were like walking in one corner and I just I'm not gonna do it here because I would your ears would bleed <laughs> but I just like had a little opera moment and she gave me a look like if you embarrass me again like that I have no problem leaving you here <laughs> like that kind of look and I swear only moms can deliver a full message with just a glare like she looked at me and I knew exactly what she said without having to say a word but yeah we got to do that and that was so fantastic and the royal botanical garden sits pretty close to the opera house so we went to visit that as well and visiting gardens are usually some of my favorite things to do when i'm at tournaments if i can find one and have time to visit it that's definitely pretty high on my list of things to do 
Um, so we got to walk around a little bit, which was really nice, and it was just so soothing. We could see the opera house from where we were at the gardens, and by this point, we'd been touristing for a little while now, and we were super tired and sweaty, and to be completely honest, we were ready for some meat pies. <laughs> One of the funniest things to me during that trip was how much mom struggled understanding the Australian accent. I mean, to a point where I was like, We've been to London and like, okay, the accents are very different from London and Australia, but for some reason, the Aussie accent, she absolutely could not handle. Like 90% of the time she had a blank stare on her face and she'd send me forward to order food or do literally anything that we had to do. And I was like, oh my gosh, I had to grow up so quickly that trip. <laughs> not to be dramatic, but I had to do everything because anything that my mom, if they directed anything at my mom, she'd look at me like, what did they say? Tell me what they said before I look ridiculous and answer something that they didn't even ask me. So yeah, good times in Australia. All right, Sideliners, the second and final place on my episode today is Paris. Wee wee. I went to Paris many, many years ago to play at Roland Garros as one does in this crazy tennis world of ours. And let's just say I was a lot more excited to visit than indoor that red clay. Let me tell ya, red clay and Vicky D just don't mix well. Honestly, I cannot think of a surface that I dislike playing on more than red clay. Probably just clay in general, but I don't have enough patience for clay court tennis. Honestly, anyways, this is not what the episode is about. I digress. One of my favorite things about being in Paris is that I get to speak French. Now, excuse my trilingual flex, sideliners, but yeah, I mean, I grew up speaking French. I grew up in Haiti and I learned French and Creole and English was my third language. And I don't really practice it that much in my everyday life, but obviously when I go back to Paris, it's a really fun thing for me to be able to talk and um, yeah, so that's a good time. And it's interesting that according to true Parisians, they tell me that I have a noticeable Haitian accent, which is confusing to me because I use a lot of this, like Haitian French is the only difference is that we're very lazy and we don't roll our R's. So traditional French, there's kind of that cadence and you know, that ring to it that we're all familiar with. And Haitian French is just like that but lazier so it's the same words i guess i don't roll my r's the right way if you will so that's one thing that i've been told one of my favorite things about paris is the rich history that you feel in the architecture when you're walking through the city i'm kind of a sucker for that gothic style in the streets of paris and it just every building has like such impressive attention to detail Last time I was in Paris, my mom and I went pretty hard on the touristing and we went through a couple different neighborhoods and one of my favorite things was to listen to my mom talk about her days in Paris when she was in med school and when she was younger, kind of like sharing her memories in certain neighborhoods, different things she would do. And my mom also kind of like really loves that style of the buildings as well. So that's kind of a fun thing for us to talk about whenever we're in Paris, just to admire uh, the architecture and kind of just 
point everything out. Some of the sites that we visited when we were there, we did pretty standard touristing stuff. We went to the Eiffel Tower, um, Arc de Triomphe. We went to Champs Elysees, which is the place you go to to spend a lot of money. <laughs> and we went to Louvre, the museum that houses the Mona Lisa. Okay, let's talk about that for a second because I'm a huge art fan, but I mean, okay, so you probably don't even have to be like an art fanatic to really be fascinated by some of the greatest works in history, but I was envisioning the Mona Lisa to be like this grandiose thing, like taking up an entire wall in the museum and being this like magnificent, like fabulous thing, and it was literally so small. Oh my god, I feel so bad saying this. So... My mom and I went through the museum, and when we got to the Mona Lisa, we had maybe like 90 people in front of us. I'm not even kidding. There was a really thick rope, like pretty far from the painting, and I was pretty far back, and I was squinting at first to even make out what it was, and then by the time I got closer, I made my way pretty close to the rope at that point. I wasn't like at the front. But I was behind probably like 20 people or so. And I hate to admit it, it was pretty underwhelming. Maybe because I just had like this preconceived idea in my head about what it was going to be, which was like a lot more grand in my head than it actually was. But anyways, obviously I'm, I'm so lucky and fortunate to witness such a monumental piece of art history. But yeah, I don't know. I was just like wasn't exactly what I was expecting and I talked to mom like when we left the museum I was like like was that am I being dramatic or was that like not exactly what we were expecting she loved it like she she thought it was pretty small as well but she was like yeah I mean Vicky it's the Mona Lisa <laughs> so yeah I mean it was it was an incredible experience but yeah that was my one takeaway from that museum I couldn't possibly talk about Patty and not talk about how amazing the bakeries are. Oh my gosh. Mom was telling me stories from when she was younger and like I said, she was there for her studies when she was younger. She said she had often walked to the bakeries on her break, either from school or from work or if she was just visiting a friend. She stopped at a bakery and picked something up for the road and she had this really interesting story about how whenever she would buy a baguette she would stick it under her arm and just kind of carry it like that to wherever she had to go which i thought was really interesting and she had me take a picture to recreate that and kind of like relive her youth if you will and i still have that picture which is pretty funny but mom and i ended up having a pretty efficient system when we went to the bakeries especially if we went to buy bread she would eat the crust and I would eat the inside. So whatever we got, she she doesn't like the inside of the bread and I absolutely don't like the crust. I think it's like too hard on my teeth and I don't enjoy the taste. So yeah, that was fantastic for us. And Paris is probably one of my favorite places to go to for a lot of different reasons. I mean, I could definitely do without the smell of smoke that's so prevalent in the city sometimes, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, like I said, being able to speak French is such a treat for me. And I'm just so grateful that I get to go to all these places and see all these things, you know. And I know that's a luxury that's not afforded to a lot of people. And I definitely don't take for granted all the memories that I've built and 
whether they've been good or bad memories that's just part of the deal it's just an incredible experience either way Sideliners, I think that will conclude my episode for today. Like I said before, I have so many cities that I loved being in over the years. So maybe if you enjoyed these little story times, I can talk about other cities in future episodes. Definitely let me know. I hope you're continuing to stay safe and healthy and in good spirits in these hard times. Thanks again for spending some time with me and I'll catch you next week. Bye!